Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's word on the issues that impact our lives. I'm Pastor Jim Lowen, and it's great to be back here another time. We want to thank you for listening, and hopefully I have some things that I can share with you today. So this is coming from a series that I had taught recently, and I believe the first message of this is um, back from April, April the 2nd, I believe, uh, 2023. And you can find it if you want to see it in, in its entirety on Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. And the title of it is Be Careful Who You're Listening To. And as I was talking about it, as we were doing it, God continued to speak and it turned into a whole series. Is it currently right now? It's a four parter. But be careful who you're listening to. We're going to do the first episode of that today. So with that message, I want to start with this. And I want to, if you've been listening to the messages, if you already know the series, some of this is going to sound familiar, but you know what? We go through things and we go through them again and we go through them again because it's important. The repetition is important. It's important to learn. It's important to hear and not just to hear that one time, but it's important to hear it again. So I want to talk about words today. There's a scripture in Proverbs 18 and 21, and throughout the entire series, we've been using this scripture over and over again. But in Proverbs 18 and 21, it says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We got to be careful of our words. If the tongue has the power of life and death, then words have the power to either pick up or crush someone. They can affect those who hear them, but they also have an effect on those who speak them. Words are powerful. Proverbs 18 and 21, the, the, the second half of that says, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Basically, this is saying that uh, the people who speak it, they reap what they sow. You say a particular thing and you get the benefit or the negative impact of using those words. In other words, say uh, speaking life, for example, you say things about somebody, you encourage somebody, you make them feel good about themselves. You speak life into somebody. The more you do that, the more people want to be around you because you're saying uplifting things. You're saying things that can help others. You are speaking life into somebody else. When you do that, you have more people wanting to be around you, but the opposite is also true. When you speak death, quote unquote, by discouraging, by degrading, by cursing people out, by just being rude with the things that you say, less people want to be around you because you're not speaking anything of substance. You're, you're speaking death on other people. You have to ask yourself, well, would you rather be more around more positive people? Or would you rather be around more negative people? Well, now we all have our choices, but most people will want to be around positive people because that energy is addictive. Words have power. And the book of Genesis talks about words, how God spoke something out of nothing just because of words. And what were those words? Let there be. Let there be this, let there be that, let there be this, let there be that. And those words alone cause things to happen. But there's a scripture here in Genesis, since we're talking about it, uh, chapter one, verse 27 in the Amplified Version says this. It said, God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God. He created him male and female. He created them. 
So being in God's image means that we look like him. But it also says we were created in God's likeness. That same scripture, Genesis 1 and 27 in the message version says this. God created human beings. He created them God like reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. So we're created God like y'all. God gave us some of his traits. And this is why words have the power of life and death. The words that God could use to create the universe, the power that he has, we have power in our words as well, too. So therefore, they are powerful. The things you say can give life. The things you hear can give life. The things you say can wear you down, but also the things that you hear can wear you down. And all of that, this is why the whole series came to be of being careful who you are listening to, because you got to be careful about who you let speak into your life. Now, in this particular message here, we talked about the serpent since we were in Genesis. Let's use Genesis. So Genesis chapter three, verse one. So it says this. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Verse two, the woman says to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden. Verse three, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you'll die. Verse four, you will not surely die. The serpent said to the woman. Verse five says, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Verse 6 says that when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Now, this is written as the fall of man. The first two chapters talk about God creating all of this beauty of the heavens and the earth and all of the, the, the time, the meticulous way that he did things, using words to speak it. The things that we see, and he created Adam and Eve in the second chapter, and by the third chapter, they had already messed it up. But how did it happen? Eve had an influence, and we know after the fact that this was the wrong influence. Well, what about at the time? You know, it's always easy to go back and look after the fact and say, well, this was a mistake. But what about while this was going on, while she was having this conversation with the serpent? You got to ask the question, could this be prevented? Was it something that she could have paid more attention to? Was it something that she could have seen? Was it something that was said that should have sent alarm bells going off in her head? Those are the type of things that we need to know, because those are the type of things that we need now. We don't need to be making mistakes and then figuring them out later on why they were mistakes. No, we need to be able to recognize them. When they happen. So let's go back and look at it. Genesis three and one. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now, the Bible said the serpent was more crafty. Crafty is defined. It's an adjective and it means being clever at achieving one's aims by indirect or deceitful methods. Being clever at what you do. Doing things in an unfair way, in a deceitful way, lying, you know, trying to mislead somebody. That's what that's saying here. 
But it doesn't just say that the serpent was crafty. He was more crafty than any of the other wild animals. And I gave two examples when I talked about this um, in that message. And one of the ones I gave was was lions when they hunt their prey. What they do is, is that they don't just run up on you. What they usually do is, is that they hide anything that can mask their presence. So from a distance, you can't see them coming. They creep up on you. They try to blend in with the environment to where you can't see them. And then when they get close enough, they strike. That's crafty. Another one that I used was an alligator snapping turtle. It's a turtle, right? And, you know, turtles are fairly slow, so they can't chase their food. So what this one does is it lays in the water and it lays there like a rock. It looks like a rock. You know, open its mouth and it'll wiggle its, its tongue like a worm. So it sits still like a rock, like I said a minute ago. And it wiggles its tongue like a worm. And so a fish will see that. And the fish will swim over there because the fish is trying to eat. The fish will literally swim in this turtle's mouth to go after what it thinks is a worm. So all the turtle has to do is close his mouth, chomp. And that's it. It's got food. But remember, even though that's crafty, the serpent is even more craftier than that. And there's all kind of examples that we can think of of animals being crafty and sneaky to get whatever it is that they want. But the serpent says to the woman in Genesis 3, 1, he said that the God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden. The serpent asked a question to God really say. Now, that was the first red flag, the opening parts of this conversation. That was the red flag. What did God say? OK, so if you want to go back to what God actually said, you got to go back to Genesis chapter two, verse 16. And this is what it says. The Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. 17 says, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord commanded the man. Now, Eve wasn't there when this happened. She had not been created yet, but he told Adam. Adam is supposed to make sure that Eve knows this is for the two of you. You and Adam are not to eat from this particular tree. But what did the serpent say again? In Genesis 3 and 1, back to where we started, he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So something here that we should understand about this conversation is. If the serpent is asking Eve. What did God really say? He's questioning Eve about something that is not any of his business. It's nobody's business what God said to Adam and Eve. And that's why the serpent has to go ask. And that's the way the serpent gets in. So with that, there's one thing that, that we can pull from this. Actually, there's a couple of things that we can pull from this. But the first one I want to make really big here that we can really think about. Number one, make sure to check the character of the person who is speaking to you. Who are you talking to or who is talking to you? Why are they saying what they're saying? More specifically, be careful about the people who are trying to get into your business. Not everybody needs to know what God told you. Yo. Not everybody needs to be in your business. First Corinthians chapter 15 and 33 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. This is made clear here. 
What did whatever God told Adam and Eve had to do with the serpent? Now, how does that apply to you all? People will come up to you all the time trying to figure out what you know. They want to know what you have. They want to know what God told you. They want to know all about your business, not because they're trying to help you, but because some of them want you to lose it. The serpent in this situation didn't make a difference to him. Why was it his business? I know I keep saying that, but that's something to think about. What difference did it make to the serpent? What God told Adam and Eve. Not everybody needs to know what God told you. God has plans for you all. Okay. For all of us, Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future. God has plans for you. He has plans for all of us. But the thing to remember is, is that the plans that God has for each one of us is literally for each one of us. More specifically, the plan that he has for you that's listening to me right now, that's the plan he has for you. And you got to protect that stuff like a secret agent. You got to know when it's time to let others know. You got to know when it's time not to. And you got to know the difference of who's asking you about it in the first place. You know, some of us have been wasting time and our resources talking to the wrong people. This is why you got to check the character. What's their motivation? Why are they even talking to you? And in this situation right here, how is the serpent going to even help Adam and Eve? So Adam and Eve, well, at Eve, I'm sorry, Eve is talking to the serpent. She didn't catch it and she responds to the serpent. So Genesis chapter three, verse two, the woman says to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Now, what we see here is, is that Eve is talking way too much. She's sharing something that is not the other person's business. And because she's sharing her story, what God told her, what God told Adam, she's telling it to somebody who doesn't need to know it. The serpent can strike. He says in verse four, you will not surely die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. You will not surely die is what the serpent said, but God has already told them that they would die. The serpent is calling God a liar. Who do you believe, right? You believe the serpent or do you believe God? Well, which is it? This is something else from Genesis three that you pick up on as well, too. This is the number two. The wrong people will have you questioning what God said to you. Serpent said it. You won't surely die. Start the conversation. Did God really say? Y'all, there are people who are in scripture. There are people out here that we know that can help us with what God said. But not everybody. They tell you to be careful who you share your dreams with. Why? Because not everybody thinks the same way that you do. And not everybody wants to see you win. You got to be careful because the way that they'll ask questions, the way that they'll say certain things to you can even have you doubting what God said to you in the first place. Genesis three and five, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good 
and evil. God knows for God knows that when you do that, this will happen. So the serpent's inside the head of God now. Ah, the serpent's really saying whatever the serpent feels necessary just to get Eve to do the wrong thing. He's attempting to cause doubt in Eve's mind. Doubt to get her to do the things that she's not supposed to do, to do something against God. So whose word do you believe? Do you believe the serpent or do you believe God? For those who are listening right now, do we believe the people who are talking to us or do we believe what God says? Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18 says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Fix the things that God is saying in our hearts and in our minds. We got to make sure to keep what God says in our minds. That we don't forget what God told us, that we don't allow ourselves to be swayed by the words of others. The description in Hebrews chapter two, verse one says we must pay more careful attention, more careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard so that we don't drift away. What this is basically saying is, is that when God's words are fixed in your heart, it's harder to let the doubt in. The serpent said you could be like God and he could have responded by saying, well, we already are created like God. He created us in his image. If she would have paid closer attention, she would realize that the serpent is causing her to doubt the things that God said. And he's placing it and he's saying things in just a way to trap her, just like the snapping turtle with the tongue that's like like a worm. She's about to fall for it. Eve is listening to the wrong person and now she's doubting the whole thing. So now the question for you is. Are you doubting things that God told you because you're listening to the wrong people? Asking the question a different way. Do the people that you're listening to cause you now to start doubting God? Who are we going to trust? Do we trust what God told us or do we trust what somebody else told us? Well, we know what happened in Eve's situation because in Genesis three and six, when the Woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable, desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Now, this tree had been there all along. But now after talking to the wrong person, she saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food. She saw that the fruit of the tree was pleasing to the eye. But now. She has information she didn't have before. That information is, is that she can gain wisdom from this tree. And now what God had planned for her, what God had planned for Adam, what God had planned for all of humanity is now come crashing down. Because she's listening to the wrong source. You know, the same thing can happen to us in our lives here. The wrong people can cause you to lose everything that God has in store for you. God had everything there so simple for them, but because she was listening to the wrong person, she was listening to the wrong animal. She was listening to something that was causing her to doubt God. It caused her to do something against God and lose everything. We got to be careful who We allow to advise us. Who you got talking to you? 
Are they always negative? Are they always draining? Actually, if you always have negative and draining people around you, why do we even need to be talking about that? But people, we, we sometimes have people like that around us. Are they encouraging to us or are they discouraging? And then even more importantly, are they secretly trying to get you to lose the things that God has for you? Luke chapter eight, verse 18 says, therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Consider carefully how you listen. This means the things that you're listening to, not the things you hear, because we hear stuff all the time. But what you let in, what you let speak to you, you be careful about that. Pay careful attention who you got around and who you allow to speak to you. So when it comes to listening to other people, I have three things here. And I've said this throughout the entire series here. So if I'm saying it now and then we decide to do another podcast a little bit later. Well, then you'll hear it come up again. But here's the thing. When it comes to listening to others, number one, what is the character of the person? Frankly put, who are you talking to? What is the nature? Now, you know, we, we, we love when people can go back and retrospect and be like, well, she shouldn't have been talking to a serpent in the first place. Well, what made you feel like the serpent was wrong to talk to at the time? Eve had no problem with it. And it wasn't until the serpent exposed themselves that we found out that the serpent was the wrong thing to talk to. We can't use such great retrospect eyes when we can't even recognize the quote unquote serpents that are talking to us right now. Think about that. Is everybody in your camp for your good right now? Or do you have some people who are actually trying to derail you? And it's okay to ask the question. And look at the people who we have around us. What is their character? The second thing is this. What is the motive of the person? Does this person stand anything to gain by you being better at what you do? Or do they stand to gain by you being worse at what you do? Do they benefit by you losing something? Are they trying to help you or are they trying to hurt you? Why are they telling you this particular thing? Because you do have good character people, people who are good overall, that still don't want to see you win. What's the motive of the person? And then third and finally, will this help you achieve God's purpose for you or will it cause you to doubt it? Look, the serpent really Actually, number one was a snake. That was a character. The second one was the motive was, was that it wanted Eve to fail. And in this case, would it help her achieve God's purpose? Will it cause her to doubt it? Well, it literally had her questioning who was right between the serpent and God. You will not surely die. That was definitely against God. And now it had her questioning the whole thing that God told her in the first place. So we know from this that she was talking to the wrong person. So in this podcast, we've talked about the power of words, words that can help or hurt us, life or death. And so we got to be careful of who we're listening to, because the wrong people can have us doubting everything that God has told us. 
First Corinthians 15 to 33. I'll say it again. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Be careful who you're listening to. Again, the serpent was just another animal until the conversation started. I'm going to end with this. Mark chapter 4, verse 24. The first part of that scripture says this. That's all I'm going to read. So this is the A of that scripture. Consider carefully what you hear. So those three things that I told you in terms of listening to others. Number one, what is the character of the person? Number two, what is the motive of the person? And number three, will this help you achieve God's purpose for you or will it cause you to doubt it? Ask those three things of the people who are talking to you for the people who are trying to sow into your life. And those three, those three things can help you to determine if it's worth listening to or if it's not worth listening to. Prayer was a blessing, and I want to thank you for joining us on another episode of the Light Post Podcast, a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. For other messages and resources, connect with us online at guidinglight.org, Guiding Light Church on Facebook, or Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. Now, as I was saying, uh, this message right here, this was part of a series that I started teaching back in April of 2023, and the series is called Be Careful Who You're Listening To. If you want more information, uh, about this series and want to hear it for yourself, you can go and you can check it out um, on Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. It was the first Sunday message in April, April the 2nd, 2023. I pray all of this is a blessing. You can hear that message then. You can also catch up on the following weeks to hear the other parts. Perhaps God will lead that we'll make podcasts out of those as well, too. But until then, take care. God bless. And if this was a blessing to you, please share it with somebody else. Catch you next time.